0: Welcome back to Kingdom Conversation. We have your host Anna and Lauren with Hello. us. Hello. So, today we're going to be talking about astrology. So, to quote um, mymodernmet.com, over time, scientific and technological advances allowed us to stop relying so heavily on the sky to predict certain patterns. Astrology became more a mere curiosity and a method for gaining more self awareness. Human beings are narrative creatures constantly interpreting our lives by weaving together the past, present, and future. Astrology helps us find meaning when we can't find it anywhere else. So, hearing, yeah, hearing that is very uh, accurate with today's society because um, in history, if you look at astrology, it was more about everyday living oh, is, is it going to rain today? Let's look at... I know there was one example of um, the Egyptians looked for, I think it's a certain star to see if crops would grow or something like that, but it was always more natural-based. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are we going to be prosperous? Is this going to be a good harvest season and whatnot? But it's morphed into now, oh, well, this is, it's a more individual, individualistic like the stars will tell each and every person what is in their future like what is mm-hmm. destined for them
1: even who they are it's like yeah that the too. type of person you are and your traits and your your all of your characteristics it all has an explanation but it, I feel like they're looking for a meaning like the quote said, but it's in the completely wrong spot they're going to The creation, not the
0: creator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so true. Uh, To get into astrology itself, we can define it before we get into the more spiritual side of it on our end. So there's two types of astrology. There's tropical, and then I believe it's pronounced sidereal. The first one, uh, tropical astrology, is more of the westernized version of this and they rely more on the placement, um, or they say the relationship of the sun and the earth to form the zodiac signs, rather than in the Eastern methodology, they believe the earth and the sun is inaccurate when it comes to measuring the signs, and uh, they mainly focus on the constellations themselves. Um and then as you get further into astrology, it's like, how do you actually use it? Where is the starting point? And they have something called the birth charts and horoscopes. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you have <clears throat> any experiences with horoscopes yourself? Have you, have you read any of those?
1: Yes, I did. used to read them before I knew that it was all kind of nonsense. Um, <laughs> very vague, very... Can kind of apply to anybody, but I think that's what the whole premise is because they want it to be easy to read, easy to understand, and be like easy to accept. I think, mm. yeah, and like wow, this really is me. I relate to this, but in reality, it's like it could really relate to anybody, and it really means nothing.
0: But <laughs> yeah. yeah, to um, to me, I when I think of astrology, that's instantly what I thought of was horoscopes, and yeah, I thought I mean, that horror. was mm-hmm. it. But um, the actual process uh, when you when you want to figure out like your your future and whatnot because the horoscopes more on like the daily basis yeah and to find out your horoscope is you have to use something called a birth chart yeah. where you find out the exact day time um, I don't think place really matters but it's mostly day and time and then they correlate that to the cosmos and how things are lined up and then that's how they can calculate your horoscope, but then they can get even deeper and go into the future and more and more like, they like to use words, like interpret and all that stuff, but really it's just them, them saying, like reading your future and almost like speaking things into existence of your future. Um, there was a New York Post... Astrologist Kyle Thomas and he said a birth chart u- utilizes the placement of the planets and luminaries at the exact moment to create a blueprint that gives insight into aspects of an individual's personality as well as pinpoints the timing of key life events and I think what, h- what highlighted in my brain was the timing of key life events where uh-huh. so it's like it's not only yeah, your personality traits yeah that's like whatever it's almost just like Mm And it's like, sure, tell the people (laughs) what they want to hear. But you're going to be telling someone, like, oh, because you are this, these very specific things will happen to you in your life. I know for me, if I walked into a room and they were like, oh, it it ain't looking good, I'd be like,
1: (laughs) man. (laughs) Then you're going to be worrying about it forever, too. Yeah.
0: Yep. I, I don't know. I just don't know how you could subject yourself to another human being who is no greater or no less than you Mm -hmm. doesn't know any more or any less than you and they're the ones that are are almost given the power to say whatever they want
1: and just as sinful too it's like they could be lying yeah
0: easily i don't want to believe you (laughs) especially if you're
1: predicting my life it's like god has planned my life Mm -hmm. not not you
0: (laughs) yeah yep it's all it's all a facade because it's saying all oh, well, the heavens and the earth and the relationships between everything and but it it, all, it does all come down to that person and how they're utilizing their gift or whatever mm-hmm. to say what they want um, to break it down even further we have this is another common term but we have zodiac signs mm-hmm. um, what are you, what are, is your knowledge on zodiac signs
1: um, it's just like the Virgo and Cancer. Yep. Just those, pretty much. Yep. I don't even know all of them.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't even think I could either. I was gonna write them down. All I know is that there's twelve of them. But I, yeah, there's like, I think there's a crab, <laughs> twins. I know only like the animal, like the actual animal and shapes themselves, not the names, mm-hmm. and so on. Like all I know is that I am a ox or something and i'm upset about it (laughs) i don't want to be that (laughs) um but basically the the zodiac itself is actually a belt around the earth it's this certain degree from degree area that um where those constellations set and are passing through that belt and then also the relation, depending on your viewpoint, as I said earlier, with the sun as well, and that plays a part in it. Um, but yeah, nah, I don't know. Where we got? <laughs> so we've talked about we've talked about the defining. We talked about how people use it and why they use it, for what purposes. Um, we described zodiac signs, and then I think it is good to define. Crystals as well. Now, this is something that not a lot of people inherently think of when they think of astrology because immediately you think of horoscopes. That's Mm -hmm. that's the main, the most common thing that comes into your brain when you hear astrology. But I believe the main purpose of this episode is to realize that um, there are so many... Mm. There's so many things within our society that have been normalized Mm -hmm. that we are not aware of. And I think crystals are a very good and prominent example of that.
1: Yeah. Or at least the way that they're used now in society. Because obviously God made them. They're beautiful. I admire looking at them. Yeah. But the powers that people put on them are like, okay, that's not what they were intended for at all.
0: And again, it's like you from from what i was reading on it, it 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 stems from personal interpretation as well and how you're using them not really the the element itself mm-hmm. so like they do have traits and what they they should and shouldn't do but it, it it's the interaction between human and inanimate object yeah. that's super weird about astrology mm-hmm. so like you're looking at a rock and say heal me or <laughs> do it's like Let's just call it like it is. Like the (laughs) absurdity of all this. That's like you're you're holding this little piece of jade and thinking it's gonna bring you like prosperity or whatever. It's
1: it's like I feel like people would be like, oh, it's spiritual. It's like we are spiritual. That's how we know this thing is a rock. It doesn't do anything. It's a rock. (laughs) Like not not spiritual.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Ugh. And I looked it up because I was very curious. I was like, so what do they do exactly? Because I saw people wear them in their rings, they wear them in bracelets and necklaces. It's been very popularized with jewelry. Mm-hmm. But even just having like a raw piece of crystal itself, having yeah. it in your house, in your car. Um, I was reading that they. it says it can manifest creativity. It protects energy. Some supply willpower, uh, they promote self love, heart healing, money increase, calming, and even tapping into your own psyche. Because I just want to do that so bad. <laughs> <good. laughs> See, I don't, my brain is crazy enough, I don't even want to tap into my own psyche. <laughs>
1: means. But I think it's funny because you listen to all the things that they claim. To do and it's like if you look to Jesus, he can do all of that and more, in like a much better
0: way. Yeah, he created us. And I have to tell myself not to make fun of this because it is so absurd. Mm -hmm. Like it's just very easy to make light of it. And and you're right. I think on on my end and as many Christians, like they can they can feel almost that like oh you're, you're. you're an idiot. Like, why are you believing in these things? But I mean, really on the flip side, people can look at us the, the exact same way
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just opinion versus opinion at that point. And, so, and that's where Jesus is so different because then he acts in love and he's like, the reason why this is right is because I give you purpose and meaning when you look at a rock and you want the rock to give you purpose. and meaning. <laughs> um. So I, now that we've kind of like very briefly described some of these astrology elements i I really want to dive into the history of astrology itself because that's that's the part of uh, for me that I want to be like, so where did this start exactly where why is it so prevalent within America, not even just America just the entire world as a whole it's all except in various groups and in different levels as well don't want to give any falsehood here saying that they're all just quackers out there Mm -hmm. doing crazy chants and rituals every day but from what i gathered this is actually historically linked to the bible as well they were saying a lot of the witchcraft and idolatry within the bible is parallels to what astrology is and and their connection with the stars and reaching out to the planets and all of all of that kind of stuff it does reach back all the way to the um, mesopotamian era and um a lot of that methodology just kind of leaped through that time and and spread it everywhere and that's when i read that i was just like that does definitely give me a huge like perspective change on it Mm -hmm. because no longer is it this cutesy, oh, you're doing it for fun. Mm -hmm. Because just because I'm curious of, well, this actually has very serious roots that date back a long, long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely been disguised as something harmless, but there's a lot more to it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, And then also it, it was mainly... So they don't really, like, they can't pinpoint exactly in in time, like, oh, this is exactly the date it started, but a very generalized description, they say the Babylonians were the first to create the zodiac wheel and the birth chart and stuff like that, and they used the diagrams and, and time in their own calculations of how certain things were going to take place, so um the use of it back then was more the kings themselves would hire their own interpreters they there's a bunch of like different names for them that i think i'm going to get into later but basically it's like the high the elite of society those are the ones that mainly used astrology mm-hmm. because they want to know like am i going to do good am i going to prosper and and normally, because they didn't want to die, they'd be like, yeah, of course. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all good. But, man, what what a falsehood. Because there's so many stories in the Bible like that where um, I believe, like Joseph, when he goes into Egypt, of how the the magicians couldn't tell the king his dream they mm-hmm. they kept doing all the stuff and they were doing their their cantations their ritualistic whatever it was that it was involved and nothing was working and the pharaoh was just getting all sorts of heated because he's like you guys are garbage you're you're false mm-hmm. you're fake like, I need give me someone who actually knows what they're doing and here comes joseph just this guy who's been Locked up in prison for however long, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I can help you out.
1: <laughs> this
0: is easy. <laughs> it's like I don't need no birth chart and uh, healing crystals. I just give me an hour in prayer and I'll come back to you. Yeah,
1: like I got God on my side. I ain't doing anything
0: exactly. <laughs> um, so just a little, a little bit of fun, uh, like some fun facts, I guess. Around the end of the 5th century, Babylonian str- astronomers divided the ecliptic into 12 months of the year. So that's when the zodiac first came about. The Greeks later named it zodiac for the animal-identified segment of stars, which means animal circle. So it's quite literal in its meaning.
1: <laughs>
0: Hellenization of Egypt merged the Babylonia- Babylonian astrology and Egyptian um, I'm going to botch this, but Decanic Zodiac, so there was actually like dual methodologies, kind of various things that were sprouting in in other areas. Egypt was a very prominent, highly spiritualized nation, and that's where a lot of the stuff also was birthed. Um, and then the birth chart itself was created by the Babylonians with the help of the Egyptians and they divided it into 36 sections um let's see moving on i have so many things on here that i just i don't even think we have time for <laughs> but all in all it's just it can it can keep going on and on it's just talking about how it it started from there it started in mesopotamia and then it it Dabble dabbled into greek and roman methodology and that's where like the pantheon like the, their beliefs are very similar to the egyptians like god for everything every type of like you see mm-hmm. a lot of the similarities there yeah and that's why the greeks were also so dependent on the stars as well however instead of Instead of it being about the elites of society, like in Mesopotamia, it it more became modernized for society in general. It became about each and every person, oh, let's look at the stars and see what this God is going to do for me today, or how is he going to provide for my family this way or that way, rather than it it being specifically geared towards kings and noblemen and, and stuff like that. Now, moving into modern times, the stuff that's getting a little bit closer to home for us, it wasn't until 1930 when the first horoscope was written by R.H. Naylor for um, a princess that was born. I believe this is England.
1: Hmm. That surprises me how early. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have thought 1930.
0: Yeah. Because we, we would expect that we... Um, very conservative societies, both America and the the old world at that time. Yeah. Not not a whole lot of crazy new ideas popping up at least. Um. Because there was lots of religious reformation during this time, so mm-hmm. there were lots of people were pretty cemented in their beliefs. But yeah, I'm thinking about this popping up relatively like pretty right on the head with those with those other things as well. It's you can kind of tell it's per- purposeful when when the counterattack happens from mm-hmm. from the devil and stuff like that. He's, he's just fighting just as hard to get his point across just as much as God's trying to get his point across.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: it's a little scary, something mm-hmm. to think about. <laughs> um, this led off a huge interest and demand for more astrology in the papers of England, but again, it was just kind of like uh, this is just something kind of silly and fun to read. It wasn't, it wasn't as high in demand, or wasn't as accepted as it is currently. To give you guys just an idea of how much it has jumped over the years, Smith. I can't speak. <laughs> Keep stumbling over my words. Smithsonian Magazine stated from 1999 just 12% of Americans read their horoscope every other day, while 32% of them read it occasionally. And then a study in 2016 said that 70 million Americans read their horoscope every day.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: That's a lot of people. <sighs> and then a study published in 2014 by the National Science Foundation found that less Americans rejected astrology as not scientific than in 2012. It's only a two-year difference. Now, 2014 has been a long time from now, and I'm sure there's more recent studies, but I would say it's probably even higher Mm -hmm. and even bigger now in 2022 Mm -hmm. than in 2014. Because you can go to YouTube and find so many people talking about it. They're... Mm -hmm. it's not even their career they just want to make videos about it
1: yeah some people make it their career yeah and like there's so many platforms now even like um (laughs) creators on like tiktok and stuff their whole account's dedicated to like predicting the future reading people's horoscopes doing whatever it's like there's
0: there's like a definition to that now isn't there it's like psych, psych uh psychological or like psychic tiktok i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't have tiktok y'all <laughs> Me either. i'm sorry i am a dinosaur <laughs> i always get made fun about it but it oh i just don't get it i don't get how people can can use such a platform and then and then automatically viewed as knowledgeable about whatever subject mm-hmm. they're talking about it's like they could be blowing it out their ear yeah like you have no idea if this person is legitimate But. Well, it's hard to say astrology is legitimate in and of itself, but I was to say as a side note, please, when you're watching TikTok videos that are talking about very serious subjects like this about life stuff, just take a second and actually look at it and review yourself. Do some inward reflecting before just taking that to heart, because
1: yeah, in this society people, with everything going on, everybody's so vulnerable. Like, it's, like, we're willing to believe anything that makes us feel good, Mm. and it's easy to be deceived, especially by stuff like this. If somebody sounds confident in what they're talking about and knowledgeable, it's easy to be, like, okay, yeah, I trust this, but it's really, you have to be discerning, and you have to, like, think twice. Like, is this person, like, trying to help me, or are they trying to deceive me, like,
0: we're just trying to get more views. Exactly. It's
1: like it's, they have an ulterior motive.
0: Which 99% do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because it, it's it's amazing how our society has, has left confidence. Like, we, we seem on the outside like we're confident. Mm-hmm. And we have it all together because we have so much technology that we can hide behind. But like you said, the reality of it is we are probably the most insecure generation that we've ever been. Mm -hmm. All of these expectations of of who I'm going to be and what difference I'm going to make, everyone has to be somebody. It's like, no, you just have to be human. That's all you're called to be is human. You don't have to be some crazy Bill Gates making a billion dollars, like creating the next thing that's going to make everyone's lives like... So much easier it's like obviously there's people out there that are gonna do those things,, yeah. but comparing your life as lesser to someone who has been successful is just it's irrational and it's just it's not healthy because you're constantly going to be the underdog mm-hmm. now when you look at yourself with value immediately and to begin with then there's no need to compare there's no need to to go to the stars to tell yourself what must i do to be great Mm
1: -hmm. what
0: must i do Mm -hmm. to actually make something of my life like just live that's that'll be enough just just living in general is all the worth that you need you don't need to look into all this other stuff
1: yeah and even if you don't feel like you're making an impact you are it's just not on the scale as i don't elon musk He's, like, making waves and doing all this stuff, but so are you as Mm -hmm. long as you're, like, being nice to people. Like, if you're a Christian, obviously sharing the gospel and bringing people to Christ. You don't have to do it on a huge scale because even when one person goes to heaven, the angels rejoice. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, you can make a difference on a small scale and it still means exactly the same as somebody who does a lot more.
0: There's also the argument, it's like, oh, well, they're, it's so much easier for them because they have a platform. They have the platform. It's like, well, everyone has been given a platform.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just because your platform may look different, you still have it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. you can use the excuse, oh, well, they just, they, they talk. It's like, it's easy to talk about them because they're, they're so in your face in social media, they're on the news constantly. It's like, if you want that for yourself, be the person where you can create so much good that people can, like cannot talk about you. Mm-hmm. They're just constantly like bragging about you <laughs> to everyone. Be like, did you see what they did the other day? They're amazing. <laughs> like, be that person. If you mm-hmm. want to be that person, be that person. It's, it? You're gonna have to start somewhere. And you have to just do it. Cause just sitting there being like, my life sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, how is that gonna help you at all?
0: No. <laughs> no. 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 And uh, I think something else that I found that really solidified my already cemented opinion on this topic (laughs) was the the science behind it. Because people believe that, like I said, that this is scientifically accurate when it's not. It has nothing to do with science. There's no way to empirically validate any sort of evidence. It's not testable. There's no... Consistency through it, you just just like it. It's like water; mm. it's very fluid, and it's all about feelings and stuff. It's like it's a very intangible thing to try to measure, and <clears throat> and there are some people out there throughout the years that have created studies around it that are probably as close as you can possibly get to trying to say yay or nay on this. There was one in, in 1985, um, in 1990, and they found that seasoned astrologers were unable to match a person's, uh, a person to star chart better than at random. So the astrologist could not match somebody to their birth chart, to their star chart, better than just some random Joe <laughs> off the street. I read that and I was That's like, oh my <laughs> gosh. Y'all need to look for a better job. <laughs> and then in, in 1998, there was a, a study where each person was given a personality test followed by a description based on their personality test. Now, mm-hmm. there's lots of those out there. And they're actually kind of fun to do. Yeah. It's seeing like uh, like career-wise, like what are you most apt to do mm-hmm. uh, type of deal. But this one... They were all given the same description. There was no, but he did it on purpose. He didn't tell them, but he just gave them all the same description. And when they were asked to rate it from zero to five, the accuracy of the description was 4.26. Oh
1: my goodness. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) So really for those that aren't catching my drift, that's pretty much like horoscopes. Mm -hmm. It's like that's falling right along horoscope readings. Yeah. And there's been plenty of people online, professional astrologists, that have said, the more vague, the better. Mm. Explicitly. Like, they don't even try to hide it. Like, that's, it's just their job. And that's... It's like, even the people who are trying to, like, sell this are, are saying it's just a bunch of malarkey. Like, mm-hmm. What in the world?
1: That's
0: awful. Yeah. And then the last one, in 2003, a former astrologist track the lives of 2,000 subjects who are all born within minutes of each other over um, the period of se- several decades. The theory is that if the charts were true, these individuals would all have shared traits because they would fall under their zo- zodiac sign. Not even close. They all led different lives, completely different outcomes, different levels, of wealth, and all that kind of thing. Like, there was no continuity no similarities between them whatsoever. So I'm just like, man. I don't know what to tell you guys. It's not looking too promising. <laughs> um, some other stuff that has been talked about is that scientists have discovered that the Earth undergoes a phenomenon called precession. So basically, uh, the best way my dumb brain could define it is that perception is the change in the orientation of the rotational axis of the rotating body i apologize (laughs) so to simplify it even more they say it's like when you spin a top and it's a and it's slowing down and then it's no longer just spinning it's also doing this where it's like leaning from side to side Mm -hmm. so they say that's what the earth does So if that's true, if the Earth doesn't just spin on its axis, it's also doing the movement like the top, (laughs) the constellations are no longer in the spots that they should be in, in the the zodiac degrees. Because the band will change along with the Earth. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So then now they're saying that the sun was in Libra 2,000 years ago in October. And that all the signs are off. So you're a good, like, one or two signs either ahead or behind than you should be That's if we're basing it on normal, traditional astrology. Hmm. People, yeah. come on, there's so many signs. There's, not to, not to be, <laughs> not to be uh, a pony, but yes, there's so many
1: signs. Yeah if i personally believed in it i would feel very it's not concrete like it's so just wavering and i'd be like wow this is not making me feel good because if it could change at any moment like what do i uh, i don't know that's why like believing in jesus that's concrete it's like this is makes me feel safe because i know he's never going to change mm-hmm. god doesn't
0: change yeah I have to ask myself, like, why do people still want to believe this? Even though there's so much out there that disputes it. And it, it's not even, like, this, these studies have been done a year ago. It's like, these these are, like, decades old now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they just, they're just like, no. Like, this is what we believe and this is what we want to believe. And I ask myself, I'm like, why? Why would you want to believe this? And something that um I came across when i was researching this and then also i remember learning about when i was in college is correlation versus causation Mm. so a lot of people will look at something so let's say you're testing a theory just because just because something correlates does not mean that's a cause or that's the causation for it correlating Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so it's like oh well um Today is Sunday, so I should be feeling good because my horoscope said I should be feeling good. It is supposed to be a good, mellow day where I relax and I spend time with those I love. And it's like, hmm, Sunday, the weekend, when you don't have any work. And normally you hang out with people that you know Mm -hmm. because it's the weekend. Hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Interesting, but then people are like, oh, "Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> this is this is greater than any sort of logic I've ever come across <laughs> in my entire life." Just, just think about that for a second, and then, <laughs> man, like, there's a another thing that I found was is is more on the sadder side if this could get any sadder mm-hmm. but the idea of self-selection which is the search for interpretation that matches what we hope is already true
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that's that was such a big revelation when I read that I was like whoa that's that's some deep stuff right yeah. there because they are telling us what we want to hear mm-hmm yeah you want to be told that you're going to get married to the love of your life and you're going to live happy happily ever after you want you're going to want to be told that you're going to get a raise in the next month or you're going to get a be handed a brand new car without having to pay for it. like those are the things that people in their brains like oh yeah yeah exactly how did you know it reminds me of uh,
1: the prosperity gospel everything's going to be good God's going to give you everything you want you're not supposed to be sick you're supposed to be wealthy and healthy and like people want to believe in it because yeah it's good who wouldn't want to believe it Mm -hmm. but that contradicts real life we go through stuff we're supposed to go through stuff life's supposed to be hard Mm -hmm. and yeah it's easy to believe in because it is it's a fantasy but fantasy I'd rather have the hard truth believe in
0: something that's a lie well it just it almost gives me more more stability and more hope within what we believe because Christianity will never guarantee you at least the bible and the actual gospel itself now people will try to guarantee you like you just said but the bible and what the gospel says like you're going to go through some stuff Mm -hmm.
1: it's
0: like they will tell you straight up in in the gospels and, and all of those disciples would be like you will suffer for the gospel and you will have people come at you you'll have things come at you the devil will come at you Any, anything and everything will try to come at you you're not guaranteed an easy or safe life but the reward for that life is so much greater than anything else that we could even hope for and imagine and what's nice is one of the main differences between other religions is that we're not just looking for the reward in heaven. We have a reward here on earth. It's like we get to have a family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We get to see other people come into the family. We're able to support one another through life even though it is hard. But it's like though like we suffer, we're in it together. We suffer together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it makes it just a million times better. And that that's something that's so nice and uh, differentiating between Christianity and everything else because all other religions are very individualistic it's all about you mm-hmm. and what you need to do rather in Christianity it's saying what are we gonna do as the body we're a body we're a family yeah. um,
1: and then when you believe like you're supposed to have this great life and something goes wrong you're gonna freak out cause it's like why aren't things happening the way they're supposed to whereas in Christianity it's like when things go wrong, it's like it's okay. Things are supposed to be going wrong, but I have, I have Jesus with me. Like it's okay because this is supposed to be happening. But if you don't believe that, then you're gonna like just throw a fit and be like, "Oh my gosh, my life's ending because it's all going terribly." <laughs>
0: mm. Yep. And and if for those that are listening, if you're curious, there's so many there's so many verses out there that will that will be able to guide you through these different ideas that we've been talking about. And and what Lauren was just saying about worry and about your your dealing, how you're going to be provided for, the Bible addresses that, saying how if God takes care of the sparrows, if God takes care and dresses every single flower, he's going to take care of you. It's like Every little thing about this earth, he pays close attention to. So why would he neglect mankind, his greatest creation out of everything? Mm-hmm. It's just like, when you think about it in those terms, that's where that peace that surpasses understanding comes in. Yeah. Like you're able to... To, It's not really overlooking or ignoring, because obviously we're going to have to face very horrible and just gruesome truths in this life, but it just makes it that much more bearable knowing I have the creator of the universe behind me and backing me up. So it's mm-hmm. like,
1: yeah.
0: with him, anything is truly possible.
1: Yeah. And that that reminds me of the verse, uh, John 16, 33. Um, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Mm. So good. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. I love verses like that because it just makes you, like, it. it's almost like a, Steaking soccer punch in the gut because mm-hmm. you're just like who am I? Like I'm I'm nothing. Like why why is there so like a god like in this universe that looks down on each and every human being and, and is like I care about you. I love you and I want you to succeed. And he could easily just be like Meh. yeah. <laughs> whatever Like if you want do whatever you want. Doesn't matter to me. Like, no, he it matters to him. It matters everything to him because he he looks at that person and he's like, "That's a person that I could spend eternity with."
1: Mm-hmm. Now whether
0: or not they choose to spend eternity with me, that's up to them. Yeah. So that's why it's like when people say, "Oh, God doesn't care about me," like, no, He cares about you a lot. And I yeah. think until you realize how much He cares about you, that's that's like the that's where the rubber meets the road.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um To wrap things up a little bit, I would just say we've we've covered a lot of ground, now of course, there's lots that we probably didn't go into. We are mere human beings, and we're learning about this just as much as those that are listening. <laughs> but all in all, I think to um, to finalize this argument, we would say... Astrology is man's way of looking for something outside of God, like, like Lauren was saying. <clears throat> it's our way to try to make sense of the world around us because there are so many things that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. And to give us almost that f- false sense of security like we have, we have it all together, that we're the ones that are the center of the universe. Because how... How selfish is that? Oh, the stars revolve around me. The sun revolves around me. Like, nothing revolves around you. You're on a spinning ball in the middle of, like, lifeless space. (laughs) That's what you are. (laughs) I don't want to be too, like, mean about it, but the only purpose that we get is from who created us. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Do you have any other... Final thoughts?
1: Um, just how, um, I mean, the stars do have a purpose. I mean, like, they, they demonstrate God's majesty and his power. And, mm. like, for Abraham, they were a promise. He, he told him, you're going to have, um, like, children more numerous than the stars. Like, they're there for a reason. But we have created a reason that it's idolatry.
0: So. I'm glad you said that because I didn't even think about that concept and it it's so uh, it's just like another an, another element that it, it just fuels this argument. It's like you just look around you look look at the at those those objects that you're holding on to and putting worth in It's like they wouldn't even be here without God in the first place mm-hmm. It's like he created everything, and when you yeah when you look at I don't know. This is kind of a weird side note, but when I'm outside and it's dark and I see the stars out, for some reason, like, I feel closer to God. It's oh, yeah. so weird. Yeah. It's like, you're out there and you're just, like, looking at it and you're like, I feel so small.
1: I know, but it's, like, a cool feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like, and he, yet he cares about me. Even though I'm, like, in the grand scheme of things, the size, smaller than a speck of dust. hmm
0: <laughs> Yep. It's just, mm, it's good stuff. It's, it's humbling. It's eye-opening and it's thought-provoking and it's just to give you guys something the the mull over and really if you are into this kind of stuff if you know someone that's into this kind of stuff obviously we're not saying sting and run them over the coals but have a conversation just look at different belief systems and why people believe in those things and why they put their hope and their trust in in various ideologies and methodology. So I think that's it for today, but thank you for joining us for another episode of King Conversation. We will get back to you guys soon.